Hi, it's JC, the You Made New podcast. We are on episode four in our third season, tackling the food monster and trying to shift to faith-based eating, whatever that means, because we haven't really got to it yet, have we? No, I hope you're beginning to see the difference between tackling this in a worldly way and a spiritual way. Um, We are going to go into that today. What it means to shift this battle, what it looks like to shift it so that it's not just a willpower driven um, outward thing, but it's a heart thing where the Lord is definitely involved and taking over the reins of this battle that we've fought for so long. Some of us at least, right? So as we launch into this episode, I want you to start with the last three in mind, with everything we've talked about, about the different layers and how deep this fight can go, how it's not just about being a little weak or needing a little more willpower, how this is about truly the human battle with our flesh. And it's manifesting for us in a fight where we can't control our appetite around food. Um, Again, all of us have that battle with the flesh and it can look very different in many different lives. It may be a battle with money or a battle with your temper or a battle with the sexual appetite or a battle with all kinds of different temptations and sins. And we don't tend to look at the food battle in the same way sometimes as a battle with pornography. (laughs) But I hope through the scriptures that we've read and the things that we talked about, you can see, I mean, really, it's no different Someone's addiction to cocaine, someone's addiction to pornography. I was just the same with food. I couldn't stop. I wanted to stop and couldn't stop. What's the difference? Yes, it was a little bit more socially acceptable substance, but my natural man was in control. My flesh was in control. I I had lost all control. And, And so I needed the Lord for a food battle just as much as people need him for quote unquote, more sinful battles. We have to see it in the same light. So as we approach this episode, the question becomes, all right, (laughs) how do I make that shift? How, what does this even look like as we begin to make it a spiritual battle? What do I do? I just pray more, go to church more. How does that matter in the kitchen? Oh man, we have a lot to talk about. But what we're going to do first is take another scripture passage and it's good old Paul again. Man, he is helping us out in this journey. He's going to talk about the worldly way that we fought. And then we're going to contrast it with his section that we read last time in 2 Corinthians 10 on how to fight with spiritual weapons. So I want you to come out of this episode today with a vision of maybe how we've used to used to fight for years and years, how we used to tackle this, how we used to try to conquer this, and maybe a vision through Paul of a new way. We won't dig into, we won't have time to really dig deep into the new way. We'll just highlight some some places that we're going to go in further episodes. But I found a passage in Colossians chapter two, and this is funny. I've said before that I use the King James generally, and reading this passage in the King James never did anything for me. It just never stuck out to me. You know how those, you have those passages that you've marked up and written in the margins and favorite passages that you go to again and again. I had, I had bypassed this one completely. It just didn't ever resonate with me. I just had never really understood what he was saying. 
again, until I started reading in other translations. And when I read Colossians 2, verse 20 through 23 in the NIV, especially with the timing of this um, conversation that we're having around food, I mean, I like smacked my head. I was like, oh my gosh, there Paul goes again, describing the battle and describing the wrong way to fight and the right way to fight. He's, he's talking about this again in such clear terms. I just needed to read it in a different translation and say, oh, oh, that's what he said. So in this one, we're going to Colossians verse or chapter two, we're going to be at the NIV, the new international version. And Paul uses a theme. He starts out in verse 20 using a theme that he actually writes all over the New Testament. He likes to to compare when we come to Christ and turn our life over to him. He compares it to being crucified with Christ. The old man is dead and the new man is made alive in Christ. He uses that theme again and again and again in many different places, many different epistles. So he's referring to that analogy in verse 20 as he starts the point that he's going to make. Paul says in verse 20, since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of the the world, you're putting the old man behind, right? Why, as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? Then he gives an example of three of those rules. He says, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. It's the don't, don't rules that we always get. Why? You died with Christ. You turned your life over to him. So why are you living as though you still belong to the worldly rules? Why are you listening to these rules? Don't handle, don't taste, don't touch. And we'll talk about how that applies to food in a minute. But then he continues in 22. He says, these rules, which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. Then 23, such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship and their false humility and their harsh treatment of the body. But listen to what he says. But they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. Now, there were a lot of big words in that. We're going to take apart that whole passage little by little. So don't freak out. But the main point I want to draw out first is the rules. Why do you submit to the worldly rules? Now think about how our world, we know across the board, there are millions of people that fighting that are fighting the battle with food and try to restrain their sensual cravings. They want the Big Mac. They want, we, should I say we? <laughs> We've wanted the Big Mac. We've wanted the Ben and Jerry's. We've wanted that hot, hot steaming pan of caramel brownies and we want it all. And it's very hard to tell our flesh no. And so we've tried, we haven't, sometimes we go through binge seasons, but then sometimes we're like, no, no, I need to rein myself in. So he says, okay, the world's way is to set a bunch of rules. Don't touch, don't handle, don't taste. Go on a diet, strictly count your calories, only eat this many macros, stay away from this food, stay away from this food. Here's the tight, stringent rules that will help you control this seemingly out of control battle. The world bases its programs, its plans, most of the time on tight rules. And so we try to do it. We dive in. It's like trying to hold our breath. Like, okay, white knuckle willpower. I can do this. And we try. And sometimes we make progress for a while. We really do like feel like we're on a roll. But then eventually our carnal cravings win. 
We've talked about this before. And Paul's highlighting that. He says, why do you, why do you still base your battles on the worldly way of fighting, keeping, trying to keep the rules, trying to white knuckle your way to success? He says, these rules are based on human commands and teachings. That's not how Christ has taught us to battle the flesh by white knuckling it. So why are you doing that? You know Christ. You've given your life to him. Why are you still acting and fighting in a worldly way? He says, these kind of rules have an appearance of wisdom. They seem like they would do it. They seem like they're a good plan or a good program. I mean, how many of us have listened to a friend who's done it or listened to an infomercial or read a new bestseller with a new plan, a new program, new set of rules? And we, it felt good. They indeed have an appearance of wisdom. But listen to how he, subs- he describes what that appearance is. He says, with their self-imposed worship. And then we think, okay, wait, diet has nothing to do with worship. But a worship, worship, if you look up the word, it's merely devotion. And these type of programs, you have to go all in, all your devotion, everything you've got, all your mental processes, like you've got to be either really, really on. And when you fall off that wagon, you feel, fall really, really off, right? We're either all in, devoted, obsessed, <laughs> or we just are falling off and we're out and we're binging again. So they have self-imposed worship, their false humility. And I thought, okay, how does the world's plan for dieting have false humility? And I was reading in some other translations and one of the translations used the word asceticism, which is basically, I had to look it up, restraint from desires, especially physical desires. It's the restraining the body's desires, holding ourselves back, trying to control our, our physical desires. Boy, isn't that what we've been doing? And so the program appears to offer aestheticism, the ability to restrain our physical desires. And he says it actually has a harsh treatment of the body is how Paul describes it. Boy, doesn't, it's not what those programs have felt like. We've starved ourselves. We've denied ourselves. We've been so harsh with ourselves. Have all these worldly programs that we've tried, have they been peaceful? Have they been joyful? They given us more freedom? Or have they been harsh? Like Paul says, have they worked? That's the biggest question. He says, why why are you trying to battle this the Lord's way with their harsh rules? He says, then in the end, these rules lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. I mean, please, haven't we found that again and again and again to be true in our battle with food? All our efforts, all the rules we've made for ourselves, we may have typed out a plan, taped one to the fridge, like bought it, got a new app with all kinds we track and we set, has it restrained? Has it had any value? Like he says, in restraining your indulgence in your cravings, maybe for a little while, right? But nope. So we've got to contrast that. If we're going to shift, and that's what we said we're doing in this episode, we're shifting this battle. We're not going to fight it the old worldly way. We had to take one last look at that and go, okay, Paul in the scriptures is saying, why are you trying to control the flesh through worldly means? That's not the plan. That's not the gospel. And we who know Christ have better weapons. We have better weapons. And that's where we moved to 2 Corinthians 10 that we quoted last time. 
We're going to dive right in and we are going to be in the King James this time. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Okay, if you go away with nothing from this episode, that's the point I want to drive home. Let's quit warring in the flesh. Let's quit trying to do it through willpower. Let's quit trying to set up a new program, a new And again, I have said this in other courses and other podcast episodes. I'm not against programs and diets and plans. There was a plan for sugar addiction that healed my body. I've said it over and over. But the the motivation and the fuel to accomplish that came through Christ. It was not the plan that saved me. It was his ability to fill me with the self-control, the empowering um, hope and strength and desire to follow that plan so that we could subdue the addiction in my flesh. It was me and him working together. My weapons were different. So I followed a plan, but the motivation to do so, the ability to do so came through him. Is that clear? I'm not against programs and plans, but I am if that's our only weapon. We're trying to do it through the flesh, in our own strength, in our own willpower. And we have not turned to spiritual weapons to battle those sensual cravings of the flesh. So Paul says in verse four of second Corinthians 10, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Another word for carnal. Another way to translate that is worldly. We're not using worldly weapons anymore. We're not listening to those voices shouting rules at us anymore. He says, our weapons are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Look in the NIV. It says they, these weapons have divine power to demolish strongholds. Now, again, our worldly ways of attack, attacking the food monster have not worked. I'm guessing you have as many failures as I do. Countless, countless failures. I don't know. Maybe you're young and you've only failed, failed on a few diets. I'm in my 40s. I've probably failed on a thousand. I've lost weight a few times. Maybe even six months. I've gotten down pretty small size for maybe nine months. Guess what? It didn't last. (laughs) It didn't demolish the stronghold. In fact, it came back with a vengeance again and again and again. So he says, you grab the right weapons, you will have divine power to demolish this stronghold in your life. So how? How, how, how? (laughs) That's the key we've been waiting to get to. And we're finally there and we're going to just touch on it and then dive into it in the next episode. He goes in in verse five and he gives mainly the whole focus of where to start, where our weapons um, will actually be applied. In verse five, he says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Can you hear just in that verse that this is not a battle on the outward level. This is a battle in our minds. Casting down imaginations. Our mind, our thoughts. Where we've, where we've um, been focusing on food and, and the thoughts that he says have exalted themselves against the knowledge of Christ. So let's look for an example. Let's just start with one example. The first one I had to cast down, the first imagination. In fact, um, the NIV, you look in other, in other translations and it says, cast down every pretension or every lofty opinion 
that exalts itself above God. So you look at it and you go, okay, what pretension, what lofty opinion am I believing that is exalting itself above God? And I'll tell you the number one I had to cast out with the new weapons the new spiritual weapons, was the idea that I could conquer this on my own. The idea that I'd embraced from worldly voices, Colossians 2, that we just read, was keep the rules. Do it through trying to restrain yourself. Do it through willpower. Hold your breath like you can do this. Just just eat the carrots. Just, just restrain yourself and give up the cookie. Like, ugh. The first one I had to give up was the worldly ways of using diets and willpower to control this. That imagination that I had embraced had to be cast down. No more. So the number one first step is to just leave those things behind. We are not going to fight in that way anymore. You're going to be tempted. (laughs) I promise you, you're going to all of a sudden when you're doing really good and you're like, okay, I'm turning this over to the Lord. I'm going to fight in a new way. Now my weapons are going to be spiritual. Then you're going to meet someone. I swear every time this happens to me and the adversary puts someone in my path that starts to talk to me about how they've lost 50 pounds and they've done it on this great program. And all you have to do is this. And it's so easy and I can get sucked back in. It can be very tempting to want to go back because the world portrays it as so before and after pictures and look on Instagram, look how much weight this girl lost. It, it works. It works. It's very um, enticing, very seductive. The world's way they paint it with a beautiful, beautiful picture. We are turning from that. We're casting down that imagination because we know the battle with the flesh will only be won through Christ. So that's number one. Um, we're turning from the world's ways. The thing I love about this, and maybe you're going, yeah, JC, you keep saying the same thing in different ways. <laughs> if you followed me the, through the first two seasons of my podcast, how much have we talked about the mental shift? I mean, I'm right back, aren't I? We're talking about food this, this whole season, but are we not right back to a mental change? a mental shift, casting down imaginations and every thought and bringing thoughts into obedience to the, to the obedience of Christ, he says in second Corinthians 10. So even now I did this the entire season too. We talked about how we could let the Lord change our minds and renew our minds and transform our minds. When it comes to food, it is no different. It has to start with the thoughts of our minds. Now, guess what? We're going to go into emotional eating. We're going to go into a lot of our patterns with food in the next several episodes. They are driven by our thoughts. You think you're in there just being driven by the taste of chocolate? And yes, yes, that may be part of it. But there's voices in your head driving you into that kitchen. There's imaginations, there's thoughts, there's lofty opinions that have buried themselves deep in your mind. And we're going to talk about those revealing those buried beliefs we have around food and reframing them, letting the Lord shift the way we see food, starting on the mind level. That's what Paul's whole point is. The weapons we have are not worldly. They're not carnal. They're not outwardly. They're divine. They're mighty through God, he says. And the place God always starts is in your sweet little head. We've got to look at it on the mind level because behavior comes as a result of the beliefs we hold in our mind. You shift it in our mind 
and the outward behaviors will shift as well. All right. I, again, I'm feeling that same frustration that I didn't get as far as I wanted. <laughs> I'm doing this a lot. I want to pump you up in this episode. I had to drive it home again so that you were very clear by the time we get to episode five. We are not fighting this the same way. I had to show you, show you in scripture. <laughs> we had to go every angle we could in these first four episodes to show this is not a battle we're going to fight the same way anymore. So now as we begin to shift gears and look at exactly how we cast down those imaginations, it's going to be our focus for several episodes. What imaginations need to be cast down? What does that even mean? How do I do it in a way that it stays changed in my mind? And if you've been with me again through several up through the last two seasons, you've seen this pattern and again, again, and I'm sure you're already seeing common themes we've talked about. You, you can see maybe where this is going to go, but don't worry. I want to, I want to explore every angle of how we completely let him transform our minds around food. So we think differently or different people. And then the battle, the stronghold will fall. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do some digging of your own into the scriptures. Look at Colossians 2 um, through different translations. Look at 2 Corinthians 10 and think about your own battles that you fought and prepare yourself to fight in a whole new way. Thanks for joining me.